You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. I'm so thrilled to be meeting now with my next guest, Dana Lee, also known as the Rebel Papillon. And we're going to be talking about empowerment and fearlessness and life's journey here and now. Welcome to the show, Dana. Hi, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Well, it's so interesting how we connected. Well, quick story, backstory for you guys. I do a lot of interviews every week. And this week I locked myself out of my house. I was coming back from a meeting um, and I locked myself out of the house. I did have a key, but it didn't work in the door that I chose. Long story short, I was a little bit late for our meeting. I'm so glad we ended up um, meeting today. And yeah, I saw your post on Instagram. Um, it was just super raw and real. It was kind of like an introductory post mm. and it just really resonated. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes people recommend guests to me. Sometimes I do know a lot of amazing people. So usually I shoulder tap people, but I saw your post and I just thought she sounds like someone who would be incredible to chat with. Um, so can you give us a little bit of a reprise or a, a, of that post or a little bit of backstory about you? So Regarding that post, I uh, decided to give a little introduction to me, to um, who I am and uh, why I'm here basically or why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so in that post, I just introduced myself as being, um, you can call me Dana or Dana Lee, and I'm also known as the Rebel Papillon. And the reason I have that name, uh, Papillon or the Rebel Papillon, um, is because Papillon is actually a nickname for me. It's French for butterfly. And uh, the, because my mum is French Celtic, uh, it's just really fitting. And because I grew up amongst rebels and radicals, um, I just feel like it's the rebel Papillon is perfect. And I've had that name for quite some time. So I just decided to... Um, utilize that name and make it a bit more than what it was at the time. And so um, regarding that intro, I just talked a little bit about how I'm um, a papa to the north, to Moody Whenua. I was born in Kaitaia and um, through my father, I actually come from a bloodline that was here before Māori arrived and uh, so those are the just my bloodline and the hapu that I fuck a papa back to. And then of course, as mentioned earlier, um, I've got the French Celtic side on my mum's side. And so yeah, grew up amongst activists, and then I had uh, my grandfathers and my great grandfathers who uh um, fought uh, way back in the day, and um, including my family, and for this country, or so they thought. Um, and so I just, after watching them and um, attending all these uh, hui that I've been privy to over the years as a child and now as an adult, um, up here in Waitangi, uh, I've just it's played a big role in shaping where I'm at now. And so I feel obligated to, um, well, I feel compelled mm. to do what I do because, well, aside from the fact that my blood's hot, 
um, <laughs> based on my DNA. Um, I grew up watching all these so-called leaders who I thought were for the people and um, turns out they're not because they've flipped and now they're operating for the crown or this government. And so I've really seen that this country needs um, more people like myself, like yourself, and um, so many others that I'm blessed to surround myself with actually stepping out, saying something, but upholding the integrity, the mana of the mahi that they do. It's definitely time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love how you say, you know, you came from people that fought for the country. Do you feel like you're fighting for your country now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I feel that everything I do, uh, especially within that, not just the public realm, but in the background that I'm not so public about, um, they, as for that, I've got children. Um, so, you know, I also um, have my mother, my father. I'm the oldest of 13 siblings. Um, I Then there's my hapu and our people. And uh, so, yes, I do. I feel like everything I do is for our people. Have you experienced, and I did a post myself just, I think it was last night, you know, sometimes we do. We just feel compelled to speak up and just say something. Um, but do, do you, are you in good company? I suppose, meaning, um, when you want to wanting to fight for our country and especially for our kids in the future for them mm-hmm. and seeing what you see now with leaders who you thought were well-intentioned and maybe, maybe it's not the case. Do you feel like you're in good company? Like, do you feel like you have a lot of people? Do you feel like more and more people every day are, I use the word awakening, you might use a different word. Um, or do you feel like there's still a lot of work to do and a lot of people to take a stand? Uh, when it comes to the company um, that I keep, I would say that I most definitely am in good company. I'm actually really private and um, and I keep a very small circle around me and I'm blessed to have, I'm blessed that those that are within my circle or they do surround myself, they are powerhouses mm. and they're fearless and they play quite a big role in um uh, the movement, so to speak, uh, regarding looking, doing mahi that protects the whole, protects all peoples, um, all peoples that consider our nation their home. Uh, I do believe I'm in good company. I believe I'm a lot more blessed than uh, with regards to the company I keep uh, than those that I watch growing up. But then I'm also very um, selective with the company I keep. Because in order to uphold and in order to maintain my integrity, there's a lot of things I say no to. And so that means that I need to surround myself with people that are good, um, that are along the same lines as I am. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Also, I I should touch on, so... Um, some of your viewers may have seen in the photo that I've got a mokokowai. And um, that mokokowai is basically the contract, um, me signing the contract uh, that I had committed myself to, which is our people, our nation. 
Um, so I have to uphold that, which is why I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of those things. I just stay as clean as I possibly can and, um, yeah, just do the best I can to uphold the mana of my moko kawai and the mahi that myself and those around me do. What age did you get that at, the moko kawai? Uh, so the moko kawai I actually just got beginning of last year. I was supposed to get it years ago, but I actually fought it. Didn't really want it. Um, and then as happens, as you progress through life, um, things change. And then the opportunity was presented to myself and our team up here um, to become part of a mokopapa, which is um, so our team basically signed the contract, which is the mokokowais on our faces in the mata ora, uh, to um, serve our people, serve our country. And so that was January 2022, just before the Wellington protest kicked off. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I talk a lot about empowered choices, making empowered choices. Mm. And it's interesting how you initially... I think you said fought it off or resisted, or it just didn't feel right. In my words, I would say it didn't feel in alignment for you. But then as things change in the world, and you were talking today about life's journey here and now, mm. and as things change in your life, did it just feel right then? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It felt right. And it just, uh, when it first, the opportunity was first presented to myself, I actually said, um, or actually, no, I don't think I actually said no to the tohunga that was hosting it, but I said no to myself, and then I thought on it, and it just wouldn't go away. And so I talked with my whānau, with my family about it, and um, our team talked about it, and then and it just felt right. So I said, you know what, I'm doing it, and then it just all fell into place, and it was actually magic. And empowerment is a huge word for you. It I is. Know, yeah. So talk to me about what does empowerment mean to you and how are you using that to, as you said, serve your people and serve New Zealand? So I'll just go back a little bit on this. So um, I was raised to be fearless. There was no room for weakness um, growing up. And so I'm quite bold in the way I am and there's not much I fear um, and anyway when the whole COVID thing came in I because of the fear that I saw um, envelop this country I felt compelled to do something about it which is I actually talked to in my intro that you referred to earlier on uh, regarding um, I became one of the main quarters for NZ Liberty March which then became NZ Liberty Movement and what that was about was um, empowering others who knew that something wasn't quite quite right. Um, those that were fearful of what this government might do to them, that was kind of where it really kicked in because it was about empowering them um, to get out and face their fears and do something. Um, otherwise, if we do nothing, then we are erased from history, basically. Well, that's how I feel. And so 
that process from 2020 leading on to now where we are 2023 has basically been around being fearless and being an example that shows others that they're not alone. And um, should they dare to speak out, they've got uh, myself and so many others that are here ready to support them and back them up and that we're prepared to actually back them up, not just sit on the fence and just um, um, utter words without any action. We actually action it. That's what we do. So that's where empowerment comes in. I don't like the thought of of people being fearful. I don't like the thought of people being afraid, um, especially afraid of an assumed authority, a.k.a. the government. And uh, so whatever I can do, to empower them, empower them to stand up and feel like they are safe to do that and supported, then yes, that's where it comes in. And I'm not the only one. Um, my partner, he does the same thing as well. Um, our team does the same thing. They, It's just what we do. I'm just looking at your the post and I'll put the link for everyone who didn't see it. I'll put that in the replay. You can check it out on her Facebook page. But on on here, it says, how can I explain the feeling inside me that compels me to fight? A feeling that burns in me like te ahi karoa, the eternal flame. The eternal flame, is it? Yeah, te ahi karoa is the the eternal flame. It's the flame that um, keeps everything alive, the the whakapapa, the knowledge, and then the wisdom we use when applying that knowledge. So beautiful. It's a, it sears my soul and brings tears to my eyes that our beautiful nation is being systematically destroyed by not only a centralized power and media, but by insane group think. Mm-hmm. My next question to you is, do you think more people will see through it or stand stronger? I'm going to say next time around. Well, if something else comes down the path, which some people are saying it might. I actually believe that right now we're actually going through a bigger awakening um, than we did um, in 2020 Mm -hmm. because there's so many things coming out at the moment that really do affect the whole, um, i.e. the topic that we, uh, myself and my Tani, spoke to a couple of days ago, um, and that is utilising climate emergency um, to remove people from their land, um, Mm -hmm. from their whenua. So there's an expert working group that are attempting to put something into place where if you can't be persuaded to leave your land or your whenua, then they're just going to force you off with no right of court appeal. So uh, that's been a huge awakening. That little thing right there has been a massive awakening for so many. And then there's the um, there's been the therapeutic products bill. There's been the whole three waters thing. Um, there's yeah, I just believe that we're going through a far bigger awakening than we ever have. And I like to believe or I choose to believe that um, we're gaining in numbers, definitely majority, and that, uh, yeah, more people are certainly coming on board. Well, just from what I'm seeing, that's what I believe. Mm. I think you're right. And not obviously not everyone feels the need, uh, you know, it's not about courage, but they don't feel the need to post things on social media. Mm. There will be a lot of people that have similar views, but they just talk amongst themselves. Mm. 
I'm so happy that you mentioned that about the climate emergency, because I think people are starting to see what happened in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and then maybe start to question, in my opinion, start to question what happened in in Hawke's Bay. Uh, It is it is concerning that um, people. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's I mean, I'm happy that people are starting to see things more clearly and things are picking up the pace. However, lots of people are really, really suffering as a Mm -hmm. result. Yes, they are. And, you know, um, going back to that Lahaina, the thing that happened in Maui, um, yep, seeing the correlation between events there, events we've seen in Hawke's Bay and currently throughout um, the world, uh, it has actually been really concerning for a lot. We've had a lot of messages from people that are concerned that should we stand up, that um, what happened in Lahaina might happen to them but again so I'll bring that back to what we're talking about earlier on with regards to empowerment that's why it's important to maintain your um, state of mind Mm. and that's why it's important to maintain your um, your uh, peace of mind and through doing those things and also um, I do believe it comes down to um, integrity and those topics that we mentioned earlier because um, we can't uh, succumb to fear they that's what that side wants us to do they that's why um, so many of these actions take place so that we maintain a fear frequent a fear-based frequency and if that's the frequency we operate on we're never going to get anywhere and um, there's no growth in that frequency. So we've got to, um, yep, be aware and then find solutions. And how best can we stay on top of that, stay ahead of it, and again, um, be fearless and empower those around us to do the same. I love that so much. I wrote down that you, you're empowering people to go from fearful to fearless. And a few mm-hmm. weeks back in one of my interviews, I talked about how the three S's of how do you control people? You make them sick, you make them stressed, and you make them scared. Mm. So how can we take our power back? What are some things you can share with us? How can, if someone is scared or fearful, how can they take their power back? How can they move more towards that fearless or empowered state? I think that comes down to managing oneself because growing up, we watch all these movies and all these cartoons and we're always looking for the knight in shining armour to come and rescue us and to look outside of ourselves for that rescue and that safety um, when in reality it's all internally, internal. And so I do believe that we need to check ourselves. Um, we need to become the observer of our thoughts and recognize that we're sitting in this pattern. And once we recognize that we're seeing this pattern of, um, I can't do anything, um, I, we're doomed, we're what have you, um, then flip that and start saying, well, actually, you know, um, I am all powerful. Um, I am a supreme being. Um, I can do something about it. And just little steps, even if it's things like, um, growing your own gardens, supporting your neighbour. Um, there's a saying, fake it till you make it. 
um, that's actually a really, I find that saying is actually quite productive because if you start faking it in order to make it, then you, it becomes a habit. And those are the habits that we want to um, engage in. Habits that are much more productive for our state of mind and those around us. And um, when we manage that state of mind, everything that's out there in the ether that surrounds us just starts to click. And um, you'll start, or those that don't practice it, that do need to practice it, will find that everything will shift. So I think it's about us. I think we need to start becoming the observer of our own thoughts and check those negative patterns that do not benefit us. I could give you a big corridor about how we need to look to this person and how we need to follow that, but it all comes down to us, who we are. Um, we, there's, in the Bible it says we were made in the image of God. Uh, well, I believe that God resides within us. And so um, it all starts with us and it starts with that changing the mindset and flipping it. It sounds to me like you, even though you're aware and I'm the same, I still feel positive about the outcome, the future. Mm. Do you feel positive and optimistic despite all these things we've discussed? What Absolutely. is your, yeah. What is your outlook yeah. and how can you share it with us? Um, I, it's just a knowing can't explain it it's just a knowing I have a knowing that we win and that this is just a process we're just on the battlefield at the moment and it's just a training ground and it's up to us to evolve and take the lessons that we're learning and um, well, hopefully that we're learning and move forward I yeah, I mean, I can't, I couldn't possibly know all the ins and outs of everything or what's happening in the background. But for me personally, I just have a knowing that we have got this. Um, but in order to hold this, we must ourselves do the mahi, um, do the work, and take action. And so rather than just sit there and hope, like, you know, say some prayers do a little bit of kumbaya and hope that it all just falls into place, we have to action and that starts with us. So no waiting for someone to rescue, but still this mm. inner inner knowing that all is well, but that means not sitting around and doing nothing. Yes, that would be yeah. great. And it doesn't, overview. and once they do something or do action, I'm not talking about that you have to go throw yourself on the front line of something and... um yeah do something that for some of your listeners might be just they're just not there yet um that's where myself and our team and so many more in this country come in because we all love hitting the front line and we are trained for that um and we're well equipped for it but it's things as simple as growing um like marakai i mentioned earlier that's just having your gardens um, gaining sustenance from wherever it is that you're at uh, rather than um, paying to these companies that are just attempting to basically, um, I was going to say, uh, de desecrate. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. But rather than consuming all these products that um, don't uphold the temple that is us, um, rather grow your own. 
and there's things like supporting your neighbours. Um, there's natural medicines. Uh, you can get involved in that. There's crop, crop swaps. There's um, just anything that benefits the community or the hapu or society in general outside of the system that has assumed this authority and attempts to just thumb you down. So, yeah, you don't have to be wild with regards to your action. Um, I'm aware that we're all on different levels and we all have different personalities and we're equipped for different things. Um, but don't wait for someone to come and save you. Don't look outside of you um, to rescue you. It's all you. And you'll find that if you start doing that and start doing these little things that um, bring through the God in you, that you will. Um, attract like-minded and so you'll just thrive we would love to know from our beautiful listeners out there what is resonating for you in this conversation what questions are maybe coming up or maybe you want to share with us what you are doing in your life to stay empowered to get out of that fear mm -hmm. state more towards the fearless state um, let us know you can send us a text 2057 2057 on the text or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Dana, before Dana, before I go to um, the questions that I ask all my guests, is there anything else you want to mention um, from what we've talked about today or your own life journey here and now? Mm, I just, I think the big one at this point in time is be aware of your environment. Surround yourself with good people. Um, Go back to the Fenua and yeah, love thy neighbor. <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting? Like love thy neighbor. For me, um, being a Canadian and I'm moving here in my 20s, I'm a Kiwi by heritage, but Canadian by birth. So I have no Canadian relatives. Everyone's a Kiwi. Um but I so moved always, and I've never lived in the same city as my any of my family members since I was 19. So always having to, you know, meet the neighbors and, and meet meet friends. And one of the things that surprised me the most when we lived through the Christchurch earthquake, and it was like we were cooking dinner on the barbecue because we had no power, no running water, and all that. And some of the people, it kind of sometimes it takes a tragedy or mm. something for people to reach out and actually talk to their neighbors. Like some people had never even met before. So I, it's always interesting. Like, I really wish we would connect and meet with our neighbors under positive terms rather than coming from a place of disaster or fear. But I think there's never been a time from now more than ever to get to know your neighbors or, or create a community that is intentional, like it with like-minded people. And I know a lot of people are doing that. I know you're up north. Are you seeing a lot of people creating communities oh, or becoming more self-sufficient? Absolutely. And actually, I'll just quickly touch on that thing with regards to getting to know your neighbour. Mm. So when um, Cyclone Gabriel hit uh, Hawke's Bay and there were so many of them devastated, and one of the biggest things uh, that I came across down there was that everyone, all these people that had been through this massive um, um, disaster, they had started meeting their neighbours. and 
their, their neighbours, even though they had been in, caught in the same um, situation as those over here and had basically been left with nothing, they were still turning up, helping each other. Um, there were people turning up, cooking meals every single day. Um, there was one couple in particular that I talked to, an elderly couple, and they had their community, someone from their community was checking up on them every single day just to make sure that they were okay. Mm. And that was throughout. And we also actually had the same thing up here too during that um, during Cyclone Gabriel. But then to bring it back to what you're saying regarding communities, um, so we're really blessed up here. And I do believe Te Waipaunamu or the South Island is also quite blessed in this and that we actually have quite a few communities that are, um, based on what they've been seeing, they've decided to do something about it. And so they've delved into permaculture. Um, they have um, created networks that support each other. So they make contact constantly. They have weekly meetings. Um, they run through scenarios should another emergency take place. You know, what can they do to look after each other and their community? Uh, yeah, we're actually really blessed in that area up here, especially. Mm. Well, I mean, that is, again, people being more empowered about their own mm. um, health, their own happiness, their own safety, but also collectively, not just independently as a family, but looking out for other people, which is is a positive thing. There's, there's something else regarding that. Um, so one of the big things, because of everything that we've seen and what happened with COVID and then the jabs and the state that the doctors and hospitals were in and who and the fact that they wouldn't see the likes of myself, not that I'd go there. Um, but so there's, uh, actually, you know them, the People's Health Alliance. Yeah. So they created these hubs that are completely outside the system and um, they're a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier because they've created these hubs that are incredible when it comes to networking. I've had several friends over the past few months that have um, from dentistry to gallstones and I've just made contact with P, uh, the PHA, People's Health Alliance, and their network has kicked in and all of a sudden I'm picking up um, – products or I'm like put I've got contacts free homey um, homeopaths dentists so and that's because that evolved based on the fact that we were left with no choice because of what we saw this government do so that's a perfect example yeah I, I there's there's some benefits that have come out of it but I think what it's made people do is to re for some people, revisit their own values. You know, what do they stand for? What will they stand for? What will they not stand for? So I'm intrigued to see how people re react and respond going forward. I guess we'll just wait and see. Um, can you let us know what is one thing you've done in the last year to truly up your brave? There's actually quite a few things, to be totally honest. Um, some of them I can't talk about yet, but you guys will see. Uh over the next upcoming months, um, jumping into a relationship is probably one of the biggies for me. Uh, that definitely requires a whole lot of brave, I believe. But uh, I think the big one has been becoming more public because um, it's something I've fought a lot. I don't really like the, 
been on this side of the camera, I prefer to be behind it. And in that intro, intro that we mentioned earlier, um, so a lot of people know me from Counterspin Media. And um, I've had a big role with regards to the promotion direct, um, and operations of that. And I was far more comfortable on the other side of the camera camera um, than I was on this side. And it was an issue for the, well, it wasn't an issue. We just used to joke about it because they used to try and get me in front of the camera a lot. And I used to fight it. And I'd only do it if we had no one else. Um, but based on what I feel is a need from our people, I've gone on this side. And so I'm doing this mahi along with other mahi. Um, so, yeah, being on the side of the camera, doing things like this, this is a big one for me because I'm also not a natural uh, speaker or public speaker. And so knowing that this is just an audio <laughs> is perfect. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it, how the universe, you know, sometimes or, or God or whoever will put invitation i call them invitations and opportunities in front of us and mm -hmm. i mean i put an invitation in front of you which is hey do you want to be my guest and you said yes so thank you for saying yes and thank you for sharing your wisdom today do you have anything on your bucket list something you'd love to do be or experience in your mm -hmm. lifetime that we could possibly help you with well all the things i set for myself over the years i've actually achieved and uh, there's one big one that I'm working on at this point in time. And um, I don't really know how much I can actually go into it until I'm actually in it. But it, so a big thing for me has been creating a nation else um, within a nation or creating a parallel society. Um, I've talked quite a bit about it uh, when I was with Counterspin Media and just as I am. And so that's what I'm working towards. And I'm not the only one. And we've got some big moves coming up in that area. Um, yeah, I, myself and many others would love to be able to provide a safe place um, that truly does look after uh, this country and those in it. And so, and a place where we have uh, kura or schools, I don't really like that word, to be totally honest, um, that is bringing a whole other generation through. Um, the generations that have come through have been, they're a digital generation, basically. and um, a lot of our people don't know how to carry themselves. They don't know how to um, move fearlessly. And I believe that the sooner we can start that process with our children and bring through those generations where they are skilled in how to defend themselves, where they know what it looks like to be able to hunt and gather, um, where they know the arts, uh, yeah, that's the big focus for us. And um, so that's where we're heading, heading in a direction that um, has this 
nation or the society that is operating on a whole other frequency so that those generations to come, um, all the mahi's done here and they can just thrive. It bring, you know, I'm smiling because they're creating that vision. And I think that is one of the positive things that things that's going to come out of all this crazy is people living more with intention and as you call it, mm-hmm. parallel societies creating a, a vision for how they want life to be. Not just like, oh, this is how much money I want to earn and this is the job I want to do. Not mm. that kind of, but a greater vision for society. And so that sounds amazing. Um, what and if so if anyone wants to find out more, maybe they can be get in touch with you when you're ready to reveal that. What is coming up for you, maybe in terms of business, or how can we connect with you online if people want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Okay, so um, I will I'll send you all the links where people can go to. Um, what we're doing at the moment is uh, myself and uh, Aitane Po are holding jurisdictional wānanga. And um, what has, he's the one who does most of the speaking on this because he's his brain's just incredible and he has this wealth of knowledge um, that I personally am catching up to. Um, but what that looks like is um, providing information that can empower those um, that are looking, that is outside of this corporate system, outside of the company, uh, that they can apply to themselves and basically move as divine beings. And um, that also comes back to creating these parallel societies. Uh, so, yeah, that's the jurisdictional wānanga, um, and I'll provide a link for that as well. Okay, so if people want to look you up now, if they're like, oh, my goodness, I want to see her post on Facebook, they look up The Rebel Papillon, yes? Yep. So on Facebook, I'm The Rebel Papillon. And I'm on most platforms, most social media platforms, um, including Telegram. And it is the underscore rebel underscore papillon, which is P-A-P-I-L-L-O-N. Amazing. I didn't know you were on Telegram. I'll look you up there. And the rebel papillon on the other places, Instagram and Facebook. Amazing. And so it's Dana Lee spelt D-A-N-A. Yeah, L-E-E, two words. Amazing. Great. So before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Um, I think it'll just come back to the whole be fearless. If there's anything you want to know, feel free to message myself um, or those that whose content I share and uh, just know that you're supported that you're not alone. There's a whole lot of us out here that are ready to have your back and uh, however we can help, we will. But again, start with you and then we can just provide the the support to enable you to grow. Amazing. Start with you. Thank you so much, Dana, for joining us today. Most welcome. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this interview with Dana Lee. We talked about the life's journey here and now. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.